Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Jacobite Clans, our culture Perth and Kinross podcast. In episode four, I'm chatting with Dr. Mickey Small about the Culloden Letters. Now, this is a really interesting family story that features quite prominently in the exhibition. So, Nikki, with this in mind, can you tell us a little bit more uh, about these letters that we have? Well, we're delighted to have this um, collection of letters um, in the exhibition, um, very rarely seen, um, and a lovely, lovely um, story that goes with them. It's tragic, but it's one of those um, real family stories mm. which uh, we hope the exhibition is really going to explore in great detail. Um, in the last episode, I talked about the burning of Strathairn, and I mentioned a man called Murray of Dollery. Yeah. Um, this is Anthony Murray of Dollery. It's a really ancient family, and the Murrays are kind of related all through from the, the great Murrays of Athol, Murray of Ochter Tyre, Murray of Dollery. You know, these names come up, and they're all branches of a similar kind of the same sure. family. So Murray of Dollery is 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 in um, is in the Creef area. Um, they have lands, extensive lands and marriages, Tyre, all this kind of thing. And, and, and he, as I said in the in the last episode, was really um, all for grief. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Murray of Dollery remained neutral. He um, bowed to both sides, apparently, as they came through the government and the Jacobite okay. and didn't didn't take either, either yeah. side. Um, what's interesting is his son, who's also Anthony, young Dollery, um, Anthony, his son, uh, doesn't remain neutral and Anthony um, decides that in the 45 rebellion when Bonnie Prince Charlie arrives he's going to sign up then for the Jacobite cause. Sure. So um, the letters, there are 19 letters in a oh, bound wow. volume, 19, um, the letters start with a letter from young Anthony to his father, old Dullery, um, saying it's his intention to join um, Charles Edward Stuart Bonnie Prince Charlie. Okay. So I'm going to quote wee bits of the letter because they are lovely when you hear it in the words. Yeah, absolutely. So he says, Sir, the extreme anxiety I have towards the Prince's interest caused me to join him without doing myself the honour and as I thought in duty to have waited upon you for which I crave pardon to you for that neglect. Indeed, I was afraid of your displeasure if I should have suggested my intention of uh, joining the present affair that I have engaged with and if I had not sincerely and do still think that God Almighty was with the cause. So what he's saying here is, is that he he believes that um, the divine right of kings should should prevail and that Bonnie Prince Charlie is the man mm. and he knows that he is doing this without his father's blessing. Mm. So he's writing to him saying, you know, I'm probably going to be yeah. unhappy about this. Um, so this is the first letter in this correspondence um, yeah. and you're waiting to see then, well is his dad furious with him? And this is the thing, it's that family conflict Absolutely. just seems to be coming back in and like again, repeatedly. And mm-hmm. So young Anthony is actually, um, he's born around 1700, we don't have an exact date for him. Okay. And he's married, he's married a woman called Margaret Murray, also Murray, another mm-hmm. Murray, but she's from a Fife branch, she lives in Grange in Fife and he lives with her, she was an heiress and they live in Fife. Um, and he marries her around 1735 and they have two children, mm-hmm. a daughter Margaret and another son also, Anthony. It's great in family history, you always know you're on the right yeah. track. <laughs> They've all got the same name. So he is, he's around, we think he's around his mid to maybe late 30s at this point. So he, he's younger than his dad, you know, obviously he's a mm-hmm. young, young dollary, but he, um, he is, a, he's not a young, young man. He's not a sort yeah. of late teens or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, um, as his father said, his father kept himself aloof from all these things. Sure. He, he's all dullery, but young Anthony um, gets involved. Um, and we think he's, he prob- his father probably would have preferred um, to have remained neutral for the whole family to have kept out of it. Mm-hmm. Now, because he has a home in Fife with his wife and a home here in Creef, his father's home, Anthony can't live in either of these places right. because he'll implicate the family. So, from this yeah. stage on, he is 
loose, cut loose from the family. He doesn't go back to either home, but he writes to them. Mm -hmm. And what you have to bear in mind through all the letters is that Bonnie Prince Charlie's campaign is happening. He's landed, he's raised the standard, um, other people have joined him, he's, mm -hmm. he's had all the, he's taken Carlisle, he goes to Manchester, all these things happen. And Anthony dips in and out of this, but he doesn't remain, He does. he's actually not well at certain points, and we believe he stays in Perth for some of the time okay. as well. So there are letters that come back and forward, and some of them are really interesting because they give you a wee insight into what people thought. One of the letters is actually from a man called Robert Dunning, writing to Anthony's father, Old Dullery, and he's giving news from Perth. Um, and he says, I hope you received no damage by the Prince's army, which was a most loose kind of people, and I really think acted far beyond what the Prince inclined, who I took to be a discreet, pleasant youth. I seed him several times, both on foot and horseback. He made a very good appearance, seems very fit for warlike expeditions. Mm. So that's Robert Dunning writing to Old Dullery and Percy. Well, this is what I think. I saw the chap, and yeah, here yeah. he is, and he looks quite fit for the battle. Mm -hmm. um, and that's another insight that these kind of letters give you, that you, you get that local idea. Mm -hmm. This is people in Percy, Bonnie Prince Charlie, you know, and what yeah. do you think of him? Um, and I think that's quite... Um, that probably would have cheered Anthony's father up, and maybe he would have been uh, happy enough to know that Anthony was, you know, involved. And the cause did seem to be yeah, um, quite, quite um, righteous. Um, Anthony writes to his wife, Margaret, um, and he's keen to tell her of what's happened in one of the latest battles, which was um, General Cope being killed or wounded in the recent action at Preston Pans. Mm -hmm. And it's just at Edinburgh, this is another quite serious uh, conflict. And he talks high, he talks the, the Highlanders up. The Highland army, after the first fire, broke in sword in hand and behaved like Scots men. <laughs> um, so that's great. He's saying, this is our side, Margaret, and they're winning, you know, they're, yeah. they're doing something great, you know. Um, and he adds a wee postscript to this um, letter he's written, just in case I come not home so soon as I intended. Mm. So he's, again, maybe a wee doubt there. I don't know how long this is going to take. Mm. You know, this is all over the country. It's happening, you know, things yeah. are going on. Um, Margaret appears quite happy about her father's, uh, her husband's situation in, sure. in, in this. And she writes to her father-in-law, Old Dullery, his father, and she gives him quite a bit of news. Mm. So there's quite nice letters from her as well. You see them writing back and forward. She gives a lot of detailed news as well, okay. and she's really interested in what's going on. Um, she stops short of saying whether she's a Jacobite, but I think we probably can guess um, that she probably uh, was. Mm. Um, but you don't mention those kinds of things uh, in letters. Yeah, just in case. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, she is just, you know, she, she writes back and forward to, to her father-in-law, gives the news and, and takes news. What um, uh, Anthony does at this time is that he puts um, her in charge of all his affairs. Mm. because um, that's really legally important because mm -hmm. I, I think he's obviously aware that if he doesn't come back um, she needs to be able to manage and handle everything that happens so yeah he, and that's something that we kind of spoke about in a previous episode yeah, it's like the women yeah. are kind of being left in charge but they're legally being left in charge of the, of the affairs of the lands of the estates and it's all it's quite important it's as well really, I mean did Anthony did he ever go back and see his family or um, no I don't believe he did um, he stays away the whole time um, and um, and that that's actually one of the tragedies of the story so this mm. happens um, late in 45 right through so the letters with the news um, were vital um, and getting news from anybody that went with you um, Margaret does show some of her true colours at one point because um, her husband's man his his, 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 his you know factor his man mm -hmm. will go with him 
and um, she's quite angry about this. And she says in a letter to her father-in-law, I cannot deny my goodwill to the cause. So she does say that she's sure. keen for, I think it just, but at the same time would neither advise nor wished him to go um, and assures you I could not help it. So she's basically saying it's his decision to do this. Yeah. That kind of keeps her safe because obviously it's a letter, you're writing this down, quite dangerous stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she has to keep herself neutral. When he was going away, his man David then told him, and not till then, that he would not go, which you may believe angered him not a little. Um, his reason was his wife would not let him, but the plain reason was cowardice. Hmm. So Margaret wants to sort of say, you know, yeah. um, and but she's, you know, his wife would not let him go. Really? Does a wife have that much power? That's yeah. quite astounding. She can yeah. keep her husband at home. Margaret couldn't keep hers at home. Um, yeah. She doesn't give it either way to say whether she could do that. But this is interesting that, you know, the, the, the um, young Anthony's um, man not going with him really angers everybody and, mm -hmm. and he's made but that's his choice too he doesn't want to go for the Jacobite sure. cause so he's, sure. he's not having it so um, so there's lots of knowledge that comes um, another family connection a Mrs Clark she writes to Old Dullery um, around November 1745 I shall give you what has come to my knowledge which is that Lord John Drummond is landed with some French troops and is to be here the next night and, le and likewise Duke Henry is landed in England with 60,000 men I also had a line for this morning from Dundee telling me that there's a French ship landed there. So this again is news now, whether mm. these things were true, whether this is news, whether it's um, speculation, um, but you again see that sense of yeah. um, excitement in the letters and actual real worry, 60,000 men are coming, you know, what, what are these men going to do? Absolutely, know? like terrifying number basically. Absolutely, and this is Dundee and this is something else, and mm. so she's, um, that she's, uh, and an express, she says, Mrs. Clark also had the news that an express come from the Prince giving her of Carlisle being surrendered with 8,000 stand of arms and a vast deal of money and plate and a great number of light horses, which is of great use to the Prince's army. Now some of that's correct, I mean that's Carlisle, the siege at Carlisle, mm -hmm. Carlisle was taken. So some of it's correct, but whether the rest of it is true mm. and what else happens, you know, and some of this is is, um, yeah. is, is a bit of propaganda as well. Yeah, what, it's a bit of fake, fake news. Yes, absolutely. Fake news is nothing new, absolutely. <laughs> it's there in the letters from, from 1745. So what happens then is that there are other letters um, and less from Antony, um, but actually we find that um, in fact as the, the Jacobites take um, their, their fight all the way south and then uh, Lord George Murray, who we mentioned before, mm -hmm. um, they kind of fall out and they, they retreat mm -hmm. um, and they don't, they don't take um, London as they had plan to march mm -hmm. and they come further and further um, north again and Antony seems to join as they're heading towards the final showdown which will be at Culloden yeah. so that's where Antony's um, journey is taking him and and that's there are no more sort of surviving letters from from Antony after that point mm. letter 18 in the bundle is a note that um, old Dullery writes himself which outlines all the news that he's been able to gather and it's, okay. it's quite tragic. It's quite yeah. long and he writes down all the things that have happened but he's basically been trying hard to ascertain what happened to, to young Anthony um, in the battle. Did anyone see him? How did he behave? What was happening? Um, and I'll let people read that when they come to the exhibition because that's, that's quite interesting yeah. too. But the very final letter um, is December of 1746, letter 19, mm -hmm. um, 1746, and it's from somebody uh, writing to him saying, knowing the anxiety you was in about your son in case you have not heard anything of him yet, I thought it would be agreeable, though it's but a melancholy account. There's a niece of mine here just now who has seen several gentlemen who was at the Battle of Culloden, and they all agree 
that your son fell there, for they never heard any more. And that's the kind of conclusive postscript to this, you know, that's the sure. last letter saying um, that's, that's yeah. what happened to young Anthony. And all Dullery goes on to live to a very great age and he brings up young Anthony's son, Anthony. Um, mm. and, um, and maybe that's one of the reasons he does live to such a ripe old age because he feels, again, he's lost his son and he has to keep things going. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the, the, the breadth of the letters here which mm -hmm. give a, an insight into a, a family tragedy, really, losing the son and heir. Yeah, and again, it's that tapping into those, those stories that we're trying to tell in this exhibition and the fact that we're able to trace like what essentially what happened what to happened one man to through all these letters absolutely. is, is So the evidence amazing. is still there yeah. um, and the evidence is on show in the exhibition so mm -hmm. people will be encouraged to look at the letters, read the transcriptions for themselves mm -hmm. and you can draw out all sorts of other things from them mm -hmm. and we hope people will have their own uh, take on, on some of these aspects. But for me it's a, it's, it's a wonderful story of um, a tragic family um, affair and and yet there's hope and there's um, there's all sorts of there's anxiety there's all sorts mm -hmm. all, all human life is mm -hmm. in this yeah. and I think that's what's really important yeah that's what makes it such an interesting Absolutely. story okay so uh, Jacobite Clans is open just now and is open until the 19th of October at Perth Museum and Art Gallery uh, admission is free and we hope to see you there